Hola, everyone. What's up, bitches? If you're mad that I called you a bitch, then you're being a little bitch. <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about empathy, which I realize is ironic, given that I was just now probably not empathetic, but I don't even know who you are. So thanks for listening. Um, last Friday, I was waxing a wee bit existential. I'm reading this book called The Book of the World, a contemporary scripture. It's really weird. It's comprised entirely of quotes with an unknown author and an unknown origin. If you look for it online, it's going to be kind of hard to find as well, but a friend gave it to me. So whatever, it's, um, kind of suitable though for like a stormy rainy night. And I was reading page after page of like hashed together quotes. And I wrote in the margin of a page, everyone you meet is a version of yourself you didn't know existed. Because I was waxing existential, I thought I'd stumbled upon a bit of rare profundity. But the next morning I was kind of like, oh, it's not that profound. But like then I was like, maybe it is. Think about it. Everyone you meet is a version of yourself you didn't know existed. Doesn't that just make you want to be kinder? Well, I was what I think I was thinking when I wrote that down is that it's not ununderstandable how humans behave. People have done some pretty fucked up shit, like the Golden State Killer or any number of sundry, vaguely famous murderers. We kind of like love hearing about murderers, don't we? Name a disturbing, heinous thing, and chances are someone somewhere has done that thing. I'm not condoning crime. I'm simply saying that criminals are still people. They are mostly like you and me. They just have a bit of like unhinged something, like their brain's not quite working right. Or they may have experienced trauma themselves and instead of healing said trauma, they pass it on to their kids or they maybe were born and raised in a crime-ridden neighborhood or a dangerous home and thus they don't know any different. Nobody is how they are for no reason. And modern day civilized humans aren't that far removed from our ancient and animalistic predecessors, roughly 6,000 years removed, which is not that much in the timeline of the universe. And maybe you felt an inclination to like hurt someone, you know, like you get so mad, you like, oh, you just want to murder somebody, <laughs> but you don't because you know better. If you felt this or felt any inclination that might be deemed unacceptable, then you can probably see how someone else could follow through on that inclination. Anyway, this isn't meant to be a diatribe defending criminals. I'm just saying, if you think about it, you can kind of understand. Empathy can help us understand human nature, yes, and maybe even criminal behavior. Empathy, I think, also makes us more interesting and nuanced people. The most interesting people I know are those with many experiences who have had to overcome great odds or transform their life in some way. If life is a web, like a spider web, but like less gross. These people have the most intricate and like wide webs. They can relate to a lot of life experiences because they have endured a lot of pain. Then I thought, oh, pain and empathy are directly related. Turns out I wasn't the first person to draw this conclusion. Yeah, I just gave it a Goog, gave it a Google and uh, found a lot. Someone named Jack Schaefer, who has a PhD in psychology, said that empathy is not possible unless we share the same or similar experiences as other people do. We cannot understand hurt until we hurt. We cannot understand disappointment until we are disappointed. We cannot understand sorrow until we feel sorrow. The accumulation of our personal experiences becomes a standard against which we judge other people's behaviors and emotions. Unfortunately, in order to develop true empathy, we must suffer and have pain and hardship um, the older we get, the more empathetic we become because we have amassed a long list of pain and hardships and disappointments. Think about it like the first time, say you haven't experienced the loss of anybody and then some your friend loses a loved one. Like you don't really know what to say. You can empathize better if you've also lost a loved one, even though that's very painful. Then the smaller your web of experiences, so to speak, the less empathy you may be capable of. The less hardship you experience, the less you're able to empathize with others who experienced hardship. Even something so seemingly minor as reading about those who have suffered or overcome pain can help you increase your awareness of suffering, which hopefully expands your ability to empathize. 
I don't think we often experience the same levels of pain to understand pain. Um, there's no point in comparing one type of pain to another. Um, but I think, uh, reading can really help teach empathy. Everyone you meet is a version of yourself you didn't know existed. Doesn't that just make you want to be kinder? I'm serious. Sometimes having high levels of empathy can seem like a detriment. It can be kind of emotionally and physically exhausting to be very empathetic and can sometimes cause individuals to neglect their own needs. I had to learn, for example, not to take criticism personally and to take only constructive criticism from only people I trust. I had to learn that. It didn't come naturally. I was so empathetic that any criticism felt like a criticism of me, I guess. I also had to learn to establish boundaries that I wasn't always emotionally exhausted by the needs and or problems of other people. Empathy has more upsides than downsides, however. I think it helps me write well because I can imagine and understand how people might think and feel. It makes writing feel real feelings not so hard. Finally, highly empathetic people build and maintain better relationships. There are so many positive outcomes to developing empathy, but here are just a few. There are four. The first is that it increases emotional regulation, which is important because it allows you to manage what you are feeling, even in times of really high stress. Empathizing with others can help you learn how to regulate your own emotions. Empathy, number two, decreases burnout. Researchers found that those with high levels of empathy were less likely, or more likely, I'm sorry, to handle difficult work situations with grace, communicate well with others and understand others, and feel better understood in the workplace, which increases their like workplace satisfaction, da 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 whatever. Number three, empathy increases pro-social behavior. We as human beings are wired to need close, meaningful relationships, and we're all born with some degree of empathy because we need other people. No one is an island, even though here in America, we like to think like we can all take on the world all by ourselves. The better we can hone our compassion for others, the stronger our social skills and ability to connect with others can become. Many sociologists have theorized that empathy is one of the greatest keys to survival of our species because it helps us feel safe and progress as a society together. Number four, empathy guides our moral compass. Remember that um, old adage, like treat others as you want to be treated. It's a bit tired, but it bears repeating. Empathy helps us identify what we consider to be acceptable behavior. When we create rules that make us safe, protect us from threats, and take care of the less fortunate, we are using empathy to guide those codes. In short, an empathetic society benefits everyone, and although it is not always a reality, the closer we can all come to increasing our empathy, the better off we'll all be. Everyone you meet is a version of yourself you didn't know existed. Doesn't that just make you want to be kinder? Okay, quick side note. I'm currently listening to Barack Obama's book. Mm, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> so this is a bad look for me, but it's long. It's like 29 hours of audio. And I would say I'm like a third of the way through it, but you can just tell from how he writes and the way that he explains his thought processes as a president that he was extremely empathetic and he was really trying to do the right thing. Um, and like whether or not you believe that you're a pro Democrat or Republican, whatever, but like you can tell that he really wanted to do the right thing. <laughs> and that contrast so starkly with his predecessor that it was just so ironic um, because he was trying to be a good person and, and Trump was just obviously not. So you can tell, I think, when people are highly empathetic, especially if you are, like you can find other people who are like that. So anyway, I would recommend the book. It's really good. And you get to hear Obama talk and he's got a nice voice. So anyway, bye guys.